I need us to have a smart conversation for a few minutes, okay? Because I want us to talk about something that I think is probably the single most underrated issue in all of civil rights right now. It's budgets. Yes, I said budgets. Don't swipe away. Don't click away. I need us to talk about budgets. There's a reason that the civil rights icons like Dr. Martin Luther King and so many others referred to budgets as moral documents. Because for better or for worse, they reflect our values and principles. You know who and what a city, a county, a state, a country, you know what they stand for. You know what their values are by looking at their budgets. It's a moral document. Now, I know some of you will hear the word budget and you want to shut me off immediately. I need you to tune in. Bear with me, because the coming debates over how states and cities and jurisdictions choose to allocate their limited resources, these debates are more important now than they've ever been before. The coronavirus pandemic is leading to budget shortfalls all over the country. Every jurisdiction in America is facing a major budget shortfall. I'm talking about your hometown, your city, your county, your state. And while people are hurting, budgets to help those people are being slashed everywhere. And there's only one budget all over the country that's going up. And we have the power to actually do something about it. Guess what budget in your city, in your county, and in the biggest cities and counties all over the country, guess what budget is going up? I'm going to tell you right after the break. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Did you know that Los Angeles County is the most heavily populated county in the entire country. It's one of the most heavily populated counties in the world. And few places in California have been hit harder by the coronavirus than Los Angeles. It's a huge city in a huge county, and the pandemic has already really exacerbated existing inequalities and inequities there in the city, taking an especially heavy toll on communities of color and people experiencing homelessness. Get this, get this stat. Over half of all hourly workers in Los Angeles are now unemployed. Over half. And the number of unhoused people, which was already on the rise before the coronavirus, is expected to surge in coming months as people are increasingly unable to pay sky-high rent prices there in Los Angeles. But in the face of this unprecedented public health crisis and historic economic instability, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti has proposed a budget that's going to cut all city departments. Every single city department is going to face a major budget cut in Los Angeles, with one big exception the Los Angeles Police Department, the good old. LAPD. 
In fact, while Garcetti's proposal would cut funding for housing investment by 9.4%, would cut the funding for job development by 8.9%, he is proposing that every single budget in the city be cut except for the LAPD and is actually saying he wants to add tens of millions of dollars to their budget. Now, this isn't unique to Los Angeles. It's happening right here in New York. It's happening in cities and counties all over the country. Budgets for education, budgets for recreation, budgets for mental health, they're all plummeting. But in Los Angeles and in your city and in your county, the only budget that's getting boosted is that of police departments. And it's outrageous. Crime is down to historic lows. And our cities, our counties, our states, our federal government, our country already has the most bloated, heavily funded police departments in the world. Thankfully, local groups like Black Lives Matter of Los Angeles, which I love, I know and love them, they've been protesting the LAPD's colossal budget for years. And they're now pushing back against the proposal, saying that now is exactly the time to pass a budget that is centered on humanity. They're demanding what they're calling a people's budget, which would invest in essential services, essential care, and supports that aren't grounded in law enforcement. Our country is addicted to policing and mass incarceration. In this crisis, we don't need more police. And to understand why Los Angeles Mayor Garcetti's proposal is so problematic, we have to look at the existing LAPD budget. And what I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. And what I need you to understand is that this is not just a Los Angeles problem. This is happening in your city. I'm sure of it because we've started to look at budgets all over the country. What I'm about to tell you shocked the hell out of me when I found out. Last year, the Los Angeles Police Department had a budget of $3 billion. That's $3 billion, billion with a B. I could hardly believe it. Here's how big that is to give you context. Because it's like, okay, $3 billion, that, that sounds like a lot. Let me give you context. The LAPD budget eats up over half of Los Angeles' entire general fund, which is the part of the city budget that pays for core services. The LAPD takes up half of the damn budget. It's outrageous. And under Mayor Eric Garcetti's proposal, the LAPD would consume an even larger portion of the fund. Programs to address homelessness would meanwhile be cut by 6%. And the mayor is asking nearly 16,000 city workers to be furloughed while budgets are slashed. 
But once the LAPD budget, which is over half of the city's general fund to go up, it's an addiction. It is the height of idiocy. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's not a solution to homelessness. It's not a solution to poverty. It's not a solution to drug addiction. It's not a solution to education. This is not a solution to any problem we really have. And if the $3 billion you already spend is not enough, then you need to go back and figure out how you can do this better. But you don't need more money, period, dot com. It's outrageous. In effect, Mayor Garcetti's budget would screw the very people who are suffering the most due to the coronavirus, all while giving additional handouts to the police. They don't need more money. This is self-defeating and it's offensive for a number of reasons. And let me break it down. Break it down. I could do an entire episode on why it's ridiculous to be increasing, not just during it, like scrap the pandemic. Say we weren't in a pandemic. No police departments right now need an increase in their budgets and particularly not the Los Angeles Police Department. First of all, this proposal from the mayor comes at a time when crime is actually way down in Los Angeles. The city's crime rates have dropped 23% since the beginning of the pandemic, and violent crime was already on the decline before that. In fact, in January, the police chief called it, quote, one of the safest times in the history of Los Angeles. And here's the thing. They've canceled for the rest of the year all large events. And, and they're saying that all large events may be canceled until next summer. And I'm trying to understand. If large events are down and people are increasingly quarantined, why do you need more than $3 billion? It seems like. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a genius. I'm not a mathematician or an economist. But it seems like the need for police should be less and the need for their budget should be less than it was in years past. But more importantly, as officials are having these budget debates, they need to understand a point that I want to teach you right now. There is no correlation between more police and less crime. Let me repeat myself. There is absolutely no correlation between more police and less crime. Zero. Spending more money on cops or employing more officers simply does not lead to public safety. I've talked about it before. I, I, I wish I had more time today. I have so much to say about this. Now, I get it. Considering the historic levels of instability that we're facing, it's understandable that elected officials and people who do a lot of fear-mongering, they might be concerned about safety and order. But responding primarily by investing in law enforcement 
while you cut education, recreation, mental health, and furlough 16,000 workers is not the answer. You cut budgets for housing, but increase the LAPD? What? Rather than investing in programs and resources that can actually provide stability and improve overall public safety, the mayor's budget seeks to address crime reactively, either while or after it's happening. It's a problem. Rather than allocating resources toward community-based drug and mental health treatment, the education system, or other social institutions that improve life outcomes for all, the mayor's budget ensures that there's going to be a cop on every corner to arrest people as crimes are committed. And often, when crimes aren't even being committed, they're just arresting people wherever they can. It's, it's the age-old adage of, if you build it, they will come. If you hire more police, guess what they'll do? They'll arrest more people. They don't have to be committing crimes. Arrest will go up. Police shootings will go up. Police beatings will go up. And that's what we're seeing in Los Angeles and all over the country. I'm using Los Angeles today in part as a test case to help you understand that what's going, in, going on in L.A., it's going on all over the country. But this, this fundamental misunderstanding of the relationship between police and public safety, it goes deeper. Not only does more police not equal less crime, but studies have found that increased investment in law enforcement can actually harm public safety because it fuels a distrust of police, especially in historically over-policed communities. And it actually makes people less likely to report crimes. And this isn't just a hypothetical situation. We've already seen instances of the LAPD targeting communities of color under the guise of social distancing enforcement. It's foolish. And if the city's response to the coronavirus is to ramp up law enforcement, we can expect to see further examples of the police using the pandemic as an excuse to brutalize, harass, and arrest black and brown people happening not just in Los Angeles, but all over the country. Listen, we have to get wonky and granular and specific and detailed and smart in our concern about budgets. That's our money. That's our tax money. You fund those budgets, and we have to begin dictating what gets funded and what doesn't. Listen, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know how much I love my Helix mattress. Well, we have exciting news. Helix has expanded. They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're making premium, customizable sofas and chairs shipped directly to your door. And these sofas are amazing. They use premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores, and you can customize and pick your fabric, your sofa color, the color of the legs, the sofa size and shape, and so much more. They have everything from armchairs to huge sectionals, and all form sofas are also delivered to your home with fast, free shipping. All form takes just three to seven days to get to your house, and you can assemble it yourself in just a few minutes. No tools needed. I actually have an all form sofa that I love, 
It's the coolest shade of navy blue. It's literally my favorite spot in the house. And if getting a sofa without trying it at first sounds risky, here's the thing. They're going to give you, all form is going to give you, 100 days to decide if you love it. That's more than three months. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and they'll give you a full refund. And get this, this is unheard of in the industry. They have a forever warranty, literally forever, a lifetime warranty. To find your perfect sofa, check out allform.com slash breakdown. And Allform, get this everybody, Allform is offering 20% off of all orders just for our listeners at allform.com slash breakdown. Check it out. So I want you to understand something. I'm about to dedicate a lot of my time and energy over the next few weeks, months, and years over helping us understand how we can shape the budgets in our city, in our county, in our state, and on the federal level. Because budgets are moral documents. And what I need you to understand is that the budget in Los Angeles hasn't been passed yet. All this week and last week, the city council has been getting inundated with public comments criticizing the mayor's proposal. It's terrible. It's a terrible budget. Activists from Black Lives Matter Los Angeles and other groups have voiced their opposition and they've demanded smart revisions. But later, the city council is expected to vote on the budget and there's some chance that they'll ignore the will of the people and push to fast-track the proposal. But it seems likely that they're going to advance this budget to committee, which means additional time for public comment and revision. And that's how it's going to happen in your city and in your county. Here's what I want you to do as our action step for today. I want us to increase our IQ about how we think about these budgets. I want you to go to People's Budget LA, People's Budget LA.com. There you can get information and updates on how you can get involved, even if you're not in LA. Because what I'm hoping to do is to get some solidarity where we help we help LA now. I don't live in Los Angeles. We help LA now, but LA will in turn circle back and support you and us in our cities, in our counties. I'm gonna do my best to keep you posted. Again, I want you to go to People's Budget LA to begin understanding how all of this works. I'm going to keep you posted as this progresses because it's important that city officials know that we're watching them, that we care about the budget. They think we don't care. And we need them to know that we want them to pass budgets that are actually consistent with our values. People need care right now. People need it. Cops don't need more money. Police departments don't need more money. And I understand that it's going to be hard to care about this if you don't live in Los Angeles. But you can be sure that a similar budget debate is going to be playing out soon where you live if it's not already playing out. So please remain engaged and keep a close eye on how your elected officials are responding. Because now, more than ever, we need to demand that our leaders prioritize people over police and hold them accountable if they refuse to do that. So listen, I want you to begin doing the hard work of finding out what's happening in your local budget. What budgets are being cut? 
And what is your city and your county and your state doing about the law enforcement budget in comparison to everything else? I want you to find out for me. And when you find out, email me at thebreakdown at thenorthstar.com. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break it down. The break. 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 The break